Good evening and welcome to the Wells Fargo Center, the home of the Philadelphia Soul. And this is the Philadelphia Soul pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports. You can find us all season long. Seated from this perch at the Wells Fargo Center or on Twitter at Bob Long Sports. My colleague tonight is Rob Stott. And Rob, we are excited for a big season of Philadelphia Soul football. As we mentioned at the top of the broadcast here, we're going to be here for every single game this home season, bringing you stories about the players themselves, previews of the game, and what looks to be a very successful season for this team. That's the expectation anyway. They came off a loss in the conference championship game last year to the team they'll face tonight, the Jacksonville Sharks. Bob, as, as you said, this is shaping up to be a great season for the Soul, but I, I just want to start by saying, one, first of all, thank you for having me here to do this this Philadelphia Soul pregame show with you this season here at the home games here at the Wells Fargo Center. But second, I, I got to say, this is a, a much different perspective on, on things, on football, on on life, if you will, than, say, you know, a, a high school bleacher. So th- this is this is pretty cool, and it's going to be a, a neat experience and, and something I, I know we're both looking forward to. Absolutely. As you're referring to, Rob, we call high school football throughout the fall. We do college basketball in the area. And so this is just a flavor of what you'll get from Bob Long Sports. But for those tuning in for the Philadelphia Soul, We'll bring you a little bit of background about the league itself. The Philadelphia Soul, part of the Arena Football League, founded in 1987 by Jim Foster. It is the third longest-running professional football league in North America. The first you've probably heard of, the NFL, and the second, the Canadian Football League. Played indoors, there are 50 yards of in-play surfaces before each end zone. The end zones are nine yards long, so one shorter than your normal NFL end zone. Total of 68-yard field. It's significantly tighter uh, from a width perspective. Yeah, I feel like I can take a broad jet from uh, <laughs> from one hash mark to another up the middle. And then there are outside hash marks as well that are much further away. But a very tight game. Uh, you'll see the, the goal posts that are very much longer as well. On the outsides, there are nets, Rob, that allow rebounds to come off, whether on a kicked ball, a thrown ball, and that is all live action, so it provides a very interesting and fun dynamic to a game of football that we'll see a lot more scoring in. Uh, these two teams, last time they played, the Soul actually lost 61-56. to That was in the playoffs, as we mentioned. Game before that, lost 74-67. to That was uh, the last time they played Jacksonville. But again, these very high-scoring games is going to allow the offense to light things up. And for the Soul, it, it starts with the AFL MVP, Dan Radabaugh. It does, Bob, and, and Radabaugh's coming off a, a year, like you said, he was AFL MVP. You know, a, a quarterback that's breaking all sorts of passing records, not not just in Philadelphia, but throughout the league, and uh, a guy that I know, Ron Jorsky, throughout the offseason, the owner, Jorsky, obviously, the owner of the soul here, uh, just very high on it and sort of questioning why he's not getting more looks, say, from a, a different football league that has a much larger field of play and, and all that good stuff, but... Uh, back to real quickly about this game of Arena Indoor Football League. Um, as you mentioned, it, it's it's a much different game, higher scoring, more offensive power than, than you'll notice. Scores that are a bit absurd, more like a maybe a Madden game per se, uh, if uh, if we're to compare it to something than an NFL game. But um, it, I, you look at it with the, the the boards on the side and everything like that. It's almost like a hybrid. It, it seems like of hockey because you get to check players into the boards. Uh, as, as they're running down the sidelines, it's it's not, you know, something like that might draw a personal foul <laughs> in the NFL, right. whereas in the AFL here, that that's just that's that's second down. <laughs> so it's just a much different game. Uh, 
a more high-paced game, too. You know, you get guys that are coming out of the backfield. You don't have to, you know, the NFL, it's illegal to have that sort of forward motion. You know, receivers on the outside, they can't right. move. They can move laterally side to side, but not forward front to back here. You can get someone gunning, you know, coming around the outside, maybe from the running back position that starts to swing out and, and can start that forward progress before the ball snapped. So just a, a all-around different game and uh, something that's really exciting and, and fun to watch. The gunner that we'll most likely see for the Philadelphia Union today will be Darius Reynolds. Suiting up for the Soul for just the second time. He's a newcomer to this team, but in his first game of the 2016 campaign, tallied three touchdowns for 79 yards, and last year he had an even 50 spot. 50 receptions for 607 yards and 12 touchdowns. That was for the San Jose Sabercats, and that's an interesting story as well, Rob, as we'll, we'll get into over the course of the show, but that Sabercats team no longer part of this league. That's an AFL champion San Jose Sabercats team, and they uh, they disbanded and left the league for reasons not associated with the league's operations, but uh, certainly the idea there or the thought is that had something to do with, with financial issues. And it's something that this league, it's a very real a very real issue and, and something that right. they have to face every day. And so, you know, certainly good to talk about it because you have a team here in the Philadelphia Soul that has backers like Ron Jaworski and Marcus Colston is now a new investor in this team. So guys that are very committed to the success of football, not just in Philadelphia but across the country. And this team in very, very good hands. Rob, it's actually the most winning team in Philadelphia by percentage. They only play 18 games a year. So a little less than, say, the Philadelphia Phillies that play 162. But, uh, again, by percentage, the highest winning team in terms of percentage in, uh, in Philadelphia since the year 2004. And it's a product, Rob, that I think still needs to have a medium to get out there a bit more. I mean, this is a fun place to be on a Monday night, Saturday afternoon, sat Sunday afternoon, whatever it may be. And so uh, for those listening right now to this show, happy you are and hope you tune to our colleagues at 97.5 The Fanatic for the, the first kick in about a half an hour. But get down here live, you know, introduce yourself to us personally. Make sure that you can come down and have an experience because this will be a lot of fun tonight and all season long. Yeah, and it, it's like you mentioned, a, a league that is is facing some trouble. So, you know, they, they lost four teams last year uh, to, to fold issues that, you know, caused them to fold. But uh, we're, we're lucky enough to have one here in Philadelphia, and, and what do you know, it's one of the most successful, not even just you know in this city. Uh, as you mentioned, their, their winning percentage since 2004, the best, not one of the, I was about to say one of the best, it is the best. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's been a force in the AFL as well. You know, they, they're coming, um, you know, they had two AF, the AFL Arena Bowl uh, appearances over the last four seasons. They also, if you remember back to that fateful year of 2008, Prior to the Phillies clinching um, the World Series there against the Tampa Bay Rays at home, this AFL team, this Philadelphia Soul team, clinched the arena. That's the, that was their first Arena Bowl, and by all means, you know that that was the first championship this city has seen. That's right. Since uh, the Sixers in '83, but uh, I mean they're they're a team that deserves some respect and deserves a, a better showing, I, I think, than um, what we'll see here throughout the season, unfortunately. But hopefully, you know, as they continue to progress and as uh, this this league, uh, you know, does what it can to, to get more eyeballs or, or butts in the seat, if you will. Um, hopefully, you know, people start to realize that and, and start uh, giving this team its due and, and showing up to games. And this Philadelphia Soul team, they have the star power. It's what's going to get people in the seats, like you said, butts 
Behind in the seats, Robin. We mentioned Dan Radball. He is the starting quarterback. Fullback will be Jeremy Richardson tonight, number 45. And then a trio of very good wide receivers, Rob. Darius Reynolds, we mentioned him earlier, 50 receptions last year. And then Sean Kalinamoku, and maybe that'll be the last time we say Kalinamoku. Well, that's the second time, but he goes by SK in the locker room. SK, uh, a guy that does a lot from the wide receiver position, was really steady for them and has been for a long time. Ryan McDaniel, number 19, he will be the third wide receiver. Again, I think we'll probably see Reynolds in motion today to be the gunner for the majority of the times, but... Uh, I think you had the stats up earlier from the first game, Rob. The three of those guys combined for a lot of catches and gives weapons for a guy like Dan Radaball to spread the ball around. Yeah, I mean, if you look at just that last game against Cleveland last week, it, it was Radaball went 22 of 37, and, and those those three guys accounted for 20 of those receptions. Uh, and Radaball to finish out his numbers, 239 yards, seven touchdowns, which. Sounds ridiculous. It's an okay, that's an okay night, I guess. Sounds ridiculous, but that's a, that's an all right night in the AFL. You know, that's <laughs> that's just an, that's just a decent night. You know, nothing nothing too spectacular, but um, yeah, those three guys. But like you mentioned, Reynolds is probably going to be the guy we're going to see a lot of. He's he's that new weapon. Um, I know the soul went out over the summer, and, and head coach Clint Dolzell uh, mentioned he wanted to sort of find that that go to guy, that that guy that could be a standout wide receiver, draw some attention uh, from the defense in this league, and, and Reynolds. Um, can be that guy, and obviously from game one, you know, his eight receptions for 79 yards and three of those seven touchdowns went his way, uh, clearly showing he can be that guy. Now this Jacksonville Sharks team will try to muscle up and uh, and belly up defensively. They have the players to do it. Greg Reed, a second-year player, but he earned the AFL Rookie of the Year in 2015. He had a team leading nine interceptions. Keon Lynn, second-year player as well. Hasn't really seen game action during his time with the club, but he will start tonight. The third defensive back, LaRoche Jackson. He's what you call a veteran in this AFL, entering his fourth year and this uh, with this particular club, sixth total in the AFL. The Jack linebacker, Dave Highland, joins the Sharks after beating this same team as a member of the Sabercats in last year's Arena Bowl. And the Mac linebacker, Dexter Jackson, a six-year veteran, who spent each of the last two seasons with the rival Tampa Bay Storm. They also are in the American Conference with both the Sharks and the Soul. Antron Dillon, defensive lineman, fifth-year veteran, new to Jacksonville after spending the 2015 season with the L.A. Kiss. Jason Holman, versatile veteran player on the D-line. He's capable of playing just about any position along either O and D-line. And, Rob, that's what we refer to as an Ironman. It's something very special, very unique to arena football and with shorter rosters you know 24 23 guys you need to have guys that can play both ways and that's what a guy like Holman as well as you'll see a lot of times a cornerback slash wide receiver called the Ironman playing on both sides yeah that's that's one of those things that the AFL likes to tout is sort of their throwback uh thing that happens in, in this league that's the like, your old school football sort of mentality the guys that would go both ways uh play offense a, a little bit of offense a little bit of defense and, and sort of be the guy on both sides of the ball but uh one guy i want to mention that, that I, I thinking back very quickly i don't know if you called out but big play alvin reyes they call him in, in jacksonville it's going to be a guy to watch out for here and there he was on their first team all arena uh last year for 2015 with the sharks uh veteran of the jack position which i think we'll get into a little bit there's some different positions here in this arena football league than you might see on an nfl field but uh so he, he's a veteran in the jack position and, and showed his playmaking ability with seven interceptions and four fumble recoveries in, in 2015, and he also led their team 
in, with three non-offensive touchdowns last season, which uh, so he's going to be a guy to look out for. Uh, that could cause some disruption when he's on the field against the Souls offense this tonight. That's exactly right. And so now we, we continue to move through here. The last member of that defense, Cream Smith, and he refer, returns to the AFL. He had played for a long time, and then when the league folded after the 2008 season, he played only one more year, 2011 once it returned, and now he's back for his first time since then. So that's the defense of the Jacksonville Sharks against the Philadelphia Soul. Let's move to the offense of the Sharks. Tommy Grady. Now, we talked about how good Dan Radabaugh has been, and the fact that he's the MVP, it doesn't get a lot better than that. But Tommy Grady, he's the 2012 AFL MVP, and now he's about to start his second season under the gun for the Jacksonville Sharks. So, Rob, I mean, we talked about how high-scoring this game is, and the fact that Grady got the best of Radabaugh just by five points in that game of the playoffs last year. You have two very talented guys under center. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a really interesting uh, matchup here to, to watch. I, one of the keys, clearly, of the game, you know, which QB can, can sort of, uh, you know, cement, cement their, their role uh, at, at the head of the offense for either team. And, and, you know, can we see another seven touchdowns out of Radaball? You know, very effective um, and efficient in their first game against Cleveland for the Soul. You know, of their 14 drives, 10 touchdowns in, in that game. So and they started with six straight. Obviously had some good play on the other side of the ball to turn Cleveland over. But, you know, if you can get the ball as many times, force as many turnovers as you want, but if you're not putting the ball in the end zone, um, you know, who knows how successful you're really going to be. And Radaball was able to lead the team last week uh, and, and, you know, effectively drive the ball down the field over and over again. So, And same on the other side of the ball. You know, Grady obviously um, – these are two elite quarterbacks in the AFL, um, so it'll be just an interesting matchup to watch and, and uh, yeah, one of the keys to this game. Rob, I mean, fairly efficient and effective for Radaball. Maybe the 22 for 37, you may want a, a few more completions, but, again, fairly efficient there. And the seven touchdowns came on only 244 yards passing. Compare that to 297 yards, and that was by Tommy Grady in the first game a 64-39 to 39 loss. Only 39 points on the board with almost 300 yards of offense there. And so Grady is going to want to um, be more, a little bit more effective and efficient against this Philadelphia Soul defense, and they're going to make it difficult. Moving through the rest of the Jacksonville offense, fullback Derek Ross, tight end Mogut Ruffins. And uh, he's a seven-year veteran, but he earned his first All-Arena honor in 2015. Center is Ray McNeil, started all 18 games through the 2015 season. Guard Cornelius Lewis. And then the wide receivers, Roger Jackson. He was a New Orleans Voodoo member last year in 2015. He was a rookie and did well. Now he joins this Jacksonville Sharks team, along with Joe Hills, fifth-year standout, who led the team with 42 touchdown catches during the 2015 regular season. And Tiger Jones, it's a great name, Rob, Tiger Jones earned first-team All-Arena all honors after racking up his fourth straight 2,000-yard reception season in 2015. So, uh, you know, it says all you need to know. This team can score the 39 points. I think is going to be seen as a blip when we look down the road further for this Jacksonville Sharks team, and they find themselves after just the one game tied for third place out of four in the American Conference. And so this is a huge game against a team in the Philadelphia Soul that's looking to move 2-0. Yeah, and just one more name I want to throw out there uh, on, on offense, something to keep an eye on in this game. You know, you think about the uh, the streak that Antonio Brown had 
in the NFL, the 55 yes, catches, 50 yards, and all, all that good stuff. And that went for 35 games. Here's, here's a streak for a wide receiver that you might, I don't know if you'll ever see it. Joe Hill, Hills, uh, excuse me, carries a streak into this game of 53 consecutive regular season appearances with at least one touchdown catch. Wow. <laughs> so he began that streak when he was with the Tampa Bay Storm, and it's continued through his first season with the Sharks. Um, you know, and he extended that last week. So that, that's something to keep an eye on. Can the, can the sole defense contain Hills and, and put that streak at an end? And the Philadelphia Soul will start on defense with Teddy Jennings, big number 98 on the defensive line. Nose guard Justin Lawrence will join Jennings there. Defensive end Jake Metz. And then the Mac linebacker Bo Bell. The Jack linebacker Joe Gooseby. Three defensive backs Tracy Belton, new to the roster, but sure to be a key this year, along with Dwayne Hollis and Larico Stevenson. Now we mentioned Mac and Jack a couple times, Rob. We'll give you the background for those that have not been part of arena football or don't know the sport too, too well. A Mac linebacker may rush the quarterback straight on with a straight on at that point. Uh, no stunting, twisting, or drop back coverage. May just rush straight away. The Jack, however, must stay between an imaginary box located behind the line of scrimmage. Imagine the front seven where that middle linebacker would stand normally in the NFL. He must stay within that box. And then either linebacker may either cover the fullback or the tight end. Right. And one interesting note uh, when it comes to that tight end, it it actually has an impact on the Mac and Jack. So uh, another rule to read off here just about the AFL one offensive lineman has to declare himself as the tight end uh, prior to the snap all they have to do is similar to a line, an offensive lineman having to check in you know simply raise your hand let them know you're you're essentially an eligible wide receiver uh, the Mac linebacker has to line up opposite the center from the tight end so so the opposite side of the center is the tight end it has the Mac has to be on one side and the tight end has to be on the other so just a all, all kinds of intricate rules and, and things you have to keep in mind. So it's, it, it seems like, I don't know, it, it's not a simple game. So there's a, there's a lot of things that go into it, and uh, you gotta, you got to kind of appreciate just what these guys, uh, the kind of rule book they have to understand and know coming into this. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> this is the Philadelphia Soul pregame show on Bob Long Sports with Bob Long and Rob Stodd, and we appreciate you joining us here. A little bit over 15 minutes until kickoff, and we will take you there, at which point we'll send you off to our colleagues down at 97.5, the Fanatic, who have the play-by-play. Rob, I think the key to this game, we talked about the fact that there were a lot of yards garnered in the passing game for Jacksonville in their last game, but it was a fairly considerable and fairly significant loss, a 25-point defeat. The difference, I think, could be the turnover battle. The Philadelphia Soul plus three in their last game. They had four interceptions, which in this short period of time, but does lead the league. Jacksonville did not have a single interception in the last game and ended up minus three in the turnover battle. That a huge key. Tommy Grady can whip it all around the yard, the uh, the abbreviated yard, if you will, Rob. But if he can't keep it uh, out of the hands of this active Philadelphia soul cornerback and secondary core, could be a long night for the Sharks. Yeah, and you know this is these are two teams that like to throw the ball. So, I mean, it, it's going to be, it, like you said, it's going to come down to that turnover battle specifically. Who's, who's going to, you know, pull down more interceptions? Um, you know, Dan Radiball did throw two last week, both that did go back for touchdowns as well. 
Um, so it's who can take care of the ball, who could be, like we said a, a few minutes ago, effic- effective and efficient um, with their offense. And, and uh, whoever does that, I, th- I think, has a real good opportunity to come out on top of this really early, early season huge battle between these two teams. We join you from the Wells Fargo Center. This and every home game for the Philadelphia Soul. They have the hype video going right now. The crowd files in. A large inflatable gray soul helmet with the cheerleaders underneath and the team ready to come out to be joined by this Philadelphia crowd. This is Bob Long, Rob Stott alongside. Philadelphia Union breaking out their brand new gray uniforms. It was exposed at media day. Ron Jaworski was more than thrilled to show the new digs and the new uniforms that these guys would be wearing, and uh, they are sharp. We'll see how sharp this Philadelphia Soul team is when they take the field tonight. You're listening to the pregame show. Rob, go right ahead. It's always nice, you know, a home opener when you got fresh kicks to take out and and show off to the crowd, so it'll be awesome to see just sort of how, how good these look under the lights. We'll take a break right now as they introduce the Philadelphia Soul, and we'll come back for the final 10 minutes of the Philadelphia Soul pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports. Hellmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at elmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's elmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created, and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. elmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215 215- 328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Hey, Bob Long sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports.
And we welcome you back to a raucous Wells Fargo Center as the Philadelphia Soul are welcome to the field. Bob Long and Rob Stott here for the pregame show. Out of the inflated helmet they come and onto the field, greeted by Soul Man. He is the mascot of the Philadelphia Soul team, along with the Soul Mates, Rob, the dance team. They, they got all the puns down here. Oh, I'm loving it. I, you know, we were talking about the potential names for this show, Bob, leading up to it, and Soulmates came to mind. Soul Train, <laughs> while Soulmates was taken, obviously we had yes. Soul Train. I, I, you know, I, I don't know how else we could cover it, but I think the team has it covered pretty well. That they do, and so we want to have a little discussion before we get out of here about the man behind it all, and we'll have audio from him before next week's game. His name is Clint Dolzell. Clint Dolzell is the head coach of the Philadelphia Soul, and Rob. I think you put it best, so I'm going to hand it off to you. You have a very, I think, concrete example or, uh, I guess, comparison for our man, Clint Dolzell. Yeah, so Dolzell, he started his career. He's a, a former player that has now assumed the role of head coach. Uh, started his career in 95 with the Milwaukee Mustangs uh, and went on to play another 13 seasons up until 2008. Was the signal caller uh, for his team, so he was in the position of Dan Radabaugh. Uh, we had our quarterback here now with the Soul, but looking at it, I mean, he's essentially like another guy in this town that has now found himself at the helm of a football team, and that'd be Doug Peterson. Uh, in that he was a former quarterback that's now taken uh, a head coaching role uh, with his team, and and has that rapport. I think that's that's something interesting we can look at between Dolzell and Radabaugh, and, and potentially what you see with a. Uh, with the Peterson and whoever ends up being the Eagles quarterback, that sort of, um, you know, understanding of the role and, and sort of maybe that's played into the success that we've seen with Radabaugh over the last few years here is having that guy that he can talk to that's been in that role that understands what he's going through and, and can really relate and, and sort of coach him through that. That's exactly right. And Clint Dolzell, he has said it is championship or bust for this Philadelphia Soul team. This is game one at home. On the road to that, they are 1-0 overall. And we'll now pause for the playing of our national anthem. At this time, please remain standing for the singing of our national anthem being performed tonight by St. Patrick's Advancing Choir, along with First Lieutenant Julia Valenti of the United States Army.
St. Patrick's School performs the national anthem tonight, a beautiful rendition. And Rob, before we go, I feel it's very necessary as we sit here in the Wells Fargo Center, high above, right in the rafters, and you see the orange towels on every other seat below. Time to remember Ed Snyder, president of the Philadelphia Flyers owner, and the guy that brought hockey to Philadelphia. It started in the spectrum. It's ended up here. This is the home of the Flyers, and very much made hockey relevant in this city. I know you're a Philadelphia hockey guy, a Philadelphia sports guy in general. So I, I do think it's important to remember him and, and everything that he's done. He recently passed away. And our many condolences on behalf of Rob, Bob, everybody at Bob Long Sports uh, to Ed and his family. Yeah, he's a, a great guy that really, you know, represented everything that the Flyers organization, really the city of Philadelphia was about just just a, a tough, gritty, you know, never give up kind of attitude. And, and that that was on display through his teams, through through the fans of the the, uh, the Flyers, uh, through the fans of Philadelphia in general. So uh, just a, a really sad day for Philadelphia and Philadelphia sports and the Flyers. And like you said, Bob, our condolences out to the Snyder family, all everyone involved with the Flyers organization. Uh, and just, you know, rest in peace, Ed. Thank That's you, Mr. Exactly. Snyder. And you know what? I think these guys are going to have a little bit of extra energy, a little bit at the end of each shift as they move into the playoffs and they have earned their way into the playoffs it'll be a tough uphill battle being one you know being the low seed in the east but we will see what they are able to do this has been the official pregame show of the philadelphia soul and this is on behalf of rob stott my color commentator and i'm bob long we'll say so long for now but we'll see you on next sunday a four o'clock first kick we'll be on the air at three with audio from clint dolzell as well as Dan Radabaugh and some of the other players. We're excited to have you back. Now send you over to our colleagues at 97.5 The Fanatic, where they'll have the play-by-play this and every game of the regular season. We appreciate the partnership with the Philadelphia Soul, and we'll see you for the next game.